the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. My next guest has one of the most recognizable names, for a good reason, in the world. But I'm going to take a little liberty with him, and I'm going to tell you how long I've been waiting to talk to him. The year was 1973. I was at my grandmother's house. I was a child. She was making a pound cake. I heard my grandfather and uncle arguing in the living room. Back then, the TV had three channels, and you had to turn it with your hand. And on that TV was a distinctive-looking young lawyer who was arguing about the principles of impeachment, talking about the founding fathers, the intention, and how it should be justify how it would be justifiable and should be used at that moment. Nine months later, after the argument between my grandfather and uncle, the president did what all politicians do when they confess. They declared themselves not a crook and resigned. Two years later, I was so struck by his distinctive look in his wardrobe, he had on a black sport coat with a leather lapel that one of my favorite television shows launched, where the lead character had stolen his look and the co-star had stolen his wardrobe. That was Welcome Back, Cotter. He is Alan Dershowitz. How are you, Alan? Hey, it's nice to be compared to the people from Welcome Back, Cotter. I did <laughs> grow up in Brooklyn, and so uh, and I live in New York now, so I feel a little bit Welcome Back, although recently the streets of Brooklyn were filled with anti-Israel and anti-Semitic uh, protesters, so I didn't feel quite like I was Welcome Back. But that hatred has always been here since the founding of Israel. The tumultuous nature of the Islamo-Nazis and the radical zealots of, of, of a bastardization of a religion have always been committing atrocities, and it's always against one people. And this is something that never goes away. That's why I cannot wait for the release of your, your book, which comes out on December 5th, War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. Well, the only way I yeah. think you can end it is by ending Hamas. Where I am I wrong? I completely agree, and that's the thesis of the book. Look, I started writing this three weeks ago. On the exact day when this thing happened, I saw the morning news, and I was outraged. I then learned later that a friend of mine had lost five people, uh, three killed, two being held as hostage. Hope they'll be okay. Uh, this was one of the most barbaric events. It made Kristallnacht, uh, that really yes. started the Holocaust, uh, seem like a tame. I mean, only like, you know, five, six hundred Jews were killed in Kristallnacht. Here you had 1,400 babies beheaded, raped, burned in front. And, and, and the students at Harvard, 33 groups of students, blame it on Israel, the National Lawyers Guild, which has Thousands of lawyers that work in every law firm in America, that teach in every law school in America, that have branches in every law school in America. The National Lawyers Guild said, 
this was a legitimate military action by a by a, by a group of people, freedom fighters, cutting off the heads of babies, legitimate military actions. When I saw the events that happened in Israel, I was appalled. But when I saw the reaction of my former students, 50 years at Harvard, my former friends, people who belong to the National Lawyers Guild, I said, America's in trouble. Israel's in trouble. It can fight back. But America's in trouble because these imbeciles are the future leaders of America. These are students at Harvard and Yale and Columbia and NYU and Princeton and, and University of California. And 10 years from now, they'll be in Congress. They'll be in the editorial rooms of the New York Times. They'll be running hedge funds. These are our future leaders. And what they see and what they say is just appalling. They are Nazis. They are Nazis. And they should yeah. be treated like universities as if they were Nazis, members of the Klan, people who believed in lynching blacks, because there's no difference between lynching African-Americans and lynching Jews. More Jews were lynched on October 7th in one day than in any year that blacks were lynched tragically in America after the Civil War. So there's a couple of contributing factors to the ignorance of Americans. First of all, the character of the nation, in my opinion, has never been lower. Never. And, uh, you know, people will often point to the 60s. I totally disagree with that. The 60s, the kids of the 60s at least had a foundation and could articulate their argument with, agree. with a I sense of reason. I completely agree with you. These... I completely agree. This is the worst I've seen it. I'm 85 years old. I never, ever expected to see this from my fellow Americans. And, you know, when I look at these students, I say to myself, these were my students. And I recall hearing a story about a German professor, a Jewish professor, who was very, very popular with the students. And then ultimately, five years later, he was walked into the gas chambers by one of his students. And that's what I thought of. That these you know, Alan, I, I remember when they Scalia... They would behead me if they could. Yeah. You, I remember when Scalia did that speech. I remember he had a beard. And he did that speech about at the time of, of the Nazis, the rise of the Nazis, how sophisticated, how, how technologically advanced, how cultured right. Germany was, the education system, everything. It was at, it, arguably the height of, of Europe. And you realize right. it can happen to anybody. And, and, and to a certain extent, listen, I'm from Chicago. I, I have felt this way for decades because people turn a blind eye to the systemic problem, and that is the people accepting corruption, accepting tyranny, accepting abuses. And in my opinion, this is the destination. But what you see that's different now between the now and the 60s is that people are openly censored from information. So now you give a side to these these theocrat, these Hamas caucus supporters, and they say, oh, that didn't happen. It didn't happen. And, you know, you read polls, two thirds of Americans don't believe the Holocaust killed six million Jews. There's just a certain level of ignorance that only could happen if they're censored from true history. And this but is even if they, si even simultaneous if they the with truth. the Internet. Yeah. Take, take, for example, the explosion at the parking lot of the Gaza hospital, which killed probably 100, 120 people. They said it was 700. Um, the American intelligence said it's closer to 100. They said that Israel targeted the hospital and deliberately killed civilian patients. All the intelligence agencies, every single one of them, from Canada to England to France to the United States, uh, has said, no, the rocket didn't come from Israel. It almost certainly came from Islamic Jihad. And yet the world believes it was Israel. Uh, and and uh, Pierre, uh, I'm sorry, Justin Trudeau uh, yeah, initially said it was Israel. The New York Times said it was Israel. 
And then they apologized in the back pages of the newspaper. But, you know, the, the, the Arab and Muslim street still thinks it's Israel. You know, if you believe in these things, uh, no facts are going to change your mind. And what I'm afraid of is our college students today don't care about truth, don't care about facts. They have a narrative, and their narrative is Jews are bad, they're privileged, they're, they run the country. The same narrative that the Nazis had. And again, can you imagine any college or university tolerating a Ku Klux Klan club? And yet the, the Students for Justice in Palestine is the Ku Klux Klan. It's yes. just that they, they uh, are targeting different people. They're not interested in justice in Palestine. They're not interested in the two-state solution. They're interested in Palestine will be free from the river to the sea, which means, to use the German term, Judenrein, rid of Jews. There was a, a very pretty girl the other day with blonde hair and blue eyes holding up a sign that said, America must be cleaned of its Jews. I mean, it could have been borrowed from Nazi Germany. This is an NYU student. So let me tell you what my plan is. I'm getting her name. I'm putting her picture on the Internet. I'm finding people who will identify my name, and I'm going to broadcast her name all over. If I have to rent a truck to do it, I will. If I have to do it from the air, I will. I'll put it on the Internet. I want the names of every single student who claimed that these rapes were caused by Israel, who defended the rapists, I want every employer to know, are you really willing to expose your clients or your customers to a Nazi working for them who believes in rape and beheading? Your customers and clients have a right to know who, who is taking care of them. So, and, and the First Amendment requires a marketplace of ideas, and the marketplace of ideas means we have to know who says these things. So there's a, th listen, you, you know how, I mean, honestly, I think you're, you're arguably the, the, the greatest legal mind since Scalia, there's no question about it. I mean, I, 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 I adore your opinion. I've been watching you since you look like... Nino, Nino was a good friend of mine. You know, Nino's father was a yeah. teacher in the college I went to. So really? I've known the Scalia family back since the 1950s. So one of the things that I'm astonished, I grew up in a, in a, in a, in a neighborhood just outside of Chicago, and they were Democrats because they had to be, but they knew it was sure. a scam. They knew it was a scam, Alan. And, you know, when you look at the Democrat Party writ large, you see that all of the culture of corruption, the, the, the fast track to, to misinformation and theft, and one of the things that bothers me about this whole argument is they've been stealing the money that everybody's been giving to the people to better their life. They have a sewer system that hasn't been improved in 70 years. I'm talking about what they call Palestine, right? We don't talk about Jordan. It was created at the same time as Israel. We don't talk yeah. about the cosmopolitan areas they were before this Islamo-Nazi zealots took over. And, and, and this gets lost because the, it's got cover in this. It has, excuse me, it has cover in this country by the Democrat Party. This by, is by the squad, by some people on the Democratic Party. And I have announced publicly, I will support financially and in every other way, I, anybody who runs against the squad, if they're Republicans, Democrats, or independents, I want to see the quad defeated, the squad defeated let, democratically. Let me say, I don't, I don't call myself a Republican. Believe me, I rip apart the scallywags and the Republican. I think Nixon was arguably one of the worst presidents we've ever had. But my point is, you need to, in my opinion, inspire the next Dershowitz who's around the corner. And I'm trying the, and, my best. Yeah. No, I, I, and I love the books. I absolutely adore the books. But there was an a investigation that was stopped by our DEA, by Barack Obama and Joe Biden when they were the administration. In 2015, 
our DEA had been working for a decade that linked Hamas, Hezbollah directly in conjunction with cartels in drug dealing. Because they're not yeah. only stealing yeah, the no, I'm sure that's money. True. And, and, you know, all of these guys live in Qatar. And this needs to be exposed. And this culture of corruption, we as American people have to stop accepting it. We think it's benign. I know, I'm from Chicago. It's not benign. It's, it, it, it's a cancer. And once it grows, it metastasizes, you can't stop it. And, and we're losing every principle the nation is from. And you as a lawyer, you've been hoisted by law. Look at how they're yeah, maliciously no, persecuting you because you supported yeah, Trump. Well, so how do I'm you stop it back, now? And I'm, I'm fighting back and I'm winning. But, you know, they've canceled me. I can't be on CNN or MSNBC anymore. They've denied their listeners and viewers the right to hear uh, a different side of the story. Uh, that's what's going on today, cancellations and the unwillingness to hear two sides of a story. Let me tell you a story about Qatar. So I went to Qatar twice at the invitation of the emir, and I met with him. I actually had dinner with him and Donald Trump uh, at the at the uh, uh, Baumeister Hotel in, in New Jersey. My job was to try to persuade the emir of Qatar not to deal with Trump's efforts to make peace uh, between Israel and the Arab states. And I, I got to know the emir, and he plays both ends against the mil- middle yes. brilliantly. You know, he's in bed with Hamas. He's in bed with Iran. He's in bed with the Americans. Uh, he was in bed with Republicans and Democrats alike. Um, but uh, uh, I hope that the emir can help get the hostages out. But he shouldn't be keeping heads of Hamas who are wanted murderers uh, and, and keep them uh, in isolation in, in beautiful hotels and in downtown Qatar. He should be extraditing them to the United States or Israel. These Hamas people killed Americans, many Americans, oh. and they are on the wanted list of the United States. And Qatar shouldn't be harboring them. But look, if they can release the hostages, I give them a pass. But I'm not sure. So far, it's only four. Let's see if we can get more out. You know, I remember watching you talk all my life, and you were always about law as the shield of the honest man versus the spear yeah. of the tyrant. And now it is commonplace for law to become that spear. And when you look at the policymakers and you look at the corruption and the money, they're all in on it. K Street is the only place where there's never a recession. And you look to our, our current problem in the Middle East and Qatar and the Saudis and all of it, none of it would exist if it wasn't for manipulated American policy that enriched these 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 tyrants because they don't produce Mm -hmm. anything they're literally taking advantage of a price of a very precious commodity to the to humanity that we increase for them we're making them rich this is all our fault and the ignorance of lawmakers and the manipulation and contortion of law but it's not just the united states europe also makes the oil-rich Arab countries, very wealthy because they buy all of their oil as well. And it gives the Arab countries the ability, and the Muslim countries, not all Arab, uh, the ability to manipulate our economy. I mean, they can have a big impact on American elections by raising the price of oil before an election. That's what happened to Jimmy Carter, obviously. Uh, He lost for a lot of reasons, mostly his own incompetence. But uh, the fact that the Arabs... um, made lines to the gas stations uh, just before the election certainly didn't help uh, Jimmy Carter. I agree with you. These these Arab uh, and Muslim countries were dirt poor until they were lucky enough to have found uh, uh, oil underneath, and then they became so wealthy and so influential. And, um, and they'll be toppled by the same people. Hamas will topple. If Hamas 
wins in the Middle East against Israel. The next countries will be Egypt and Jordan and the Saudis, and uh, we'll see a caliphate uh, that extends throughout the Middle East, and it will endanger the entire world, because if you think North Korea is dangerous with nuclear weapons, Nothing. Just imagine Iran yeah. with a nuclear weapon. Iran, you, which exports terrorism. Imagine if it had given small nuclear weapons to Hamas or Hezbollah last month. What damage could have been done? You know, that Fraulein that was cheering for death to the Nazis that you want to get her name. Do you think she's aware yeah. of the quality of life in Iran, the quality of life well, in, in Palestine? Do, are they just totally ignorant to what it's like to be a free thinking person in the theocracy? What I've suggested is that, you know, gays for Palestine and women for Palestine ought to go to Gaza and volunteer uh, to work there. They would last one day and they'd be hanged. Um, so the, the, the best proof that these are anti-Semitic people and groups is that they are supporting groups that whose policies they hate, anti-gay policies, anti-women policies, anti-Christian policies. They support them all because they're also anti-Jewish. And the anti-Jewish trumps everything else. So you have these so-called progressives and wokes who are willing to give a pass to people who are anti-gay and anti-feminine and favor rape and favor all these things because they also hate Jews. And that's what happened in Nazi Germany, too. People Mm -hmm. gave the Nazis a pass because, although they disagreed with many of their old policies, they agreed with the policy to make Europe Judenrein free of Jews. And that's, look how Israel really got started. As a result, hundreds of thousands of Jews moved to Israel uh, after the Holocaust or even during the Holocaust. I'm going to make you a deal. I'm going to buy 10 books, but I want you to sign one for me, and I'm going to give them away to listeners. I will sign them. I'll sign all of them. If you send them to me. See, I just want the one to me. I'm there. Come on. This isn't socialism. I don't care about the people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do. The but, book. All right. Send me the book and I'll sign it to you. Uh, and, you know, if you can go to order the book in advance, it really sends a message to America's enemies and Israel's enemies that you care about the war against the Jews. So please uh, order the book in advance. You'll get it as soon as it comes out. And if you send it to me, I'll sign it. War Against the Jews, How to End Hamas Barbarism. One more question before I let you go, because I'm not, you know, sure. it normally costs me, what, about $1,500 every 15 minutes to talk to you, so I want to take advantage of this. <laughs> um, uh, malicious persecution. I feel that that is the greatest way for Donald Trump to redeem himself. I, I was so unaware that the court could come into a deal where there was no breach of contract and arbitrarily deem what value is. How can we justify this if we don't fight up against it, back against it? Well, we have I, I'm to wondering, fight against it. is that what you're thinking yeah. about doing? You've been a victim of this, too. Well, I have, and um, I can't discuss the results, but I can tell you I won a lot of lawsuits (laughs) from people. I've donated all the proceeds to charity, but uh, believe me, I won suits. And, um, you know, the the idea that you can just get away with this uh, kind of thing. Malicious prosecutions can't be brought, though, until you've won your case in the criminal court. And what I'm worried about is, of course, they're going after Trump um, in areas that the jury are 90% anti-Trump, like in the District of Columbia, or 75% anti-Trump in New York, or 60% anti-Trump in Fulton County. So it's going to be very hard for him to get any kind of a, any kind of a fair trial. But uh, um, uh, I, So I think he will be convicted, but I don't think it will impact his ability to get the Republican nomination. We'll wait to see what effect it has on the general election. We're not sure. 
Professor Dershowitz, I mean this. It has been a pleasure listening to your thoughts, watching you throughout my life. And uh, I, I lovingly, lovingly say to you, you are by far the smartest Democrat voter I've ever met in my life. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.